And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another uh, of our We Are Me podcast brought to you by Davy Ruspin and Mickey Brennan and uh, it was finals weekend across the board in Mead GA circles across the football and, uh, side of things anyway and uh, we have a lot to get through on this podcast. We will have fixtures for the hurling there at semi-final stage next weekend and we then have our four men's finals and then we have a plethora of ladies finals that took place on the weekend as well. We'll be going to our lottos and of course our usual segment, the Instagram interactive, which I'm sure lots of people have got involved with this weekend. Davey, um, look, it's the highlight of the year when it comes to me club football and absolutely brilliant weekend across the board having the ladies senior final and the men's final as a double header in Park Tolchin on Sunday was historic um, absolutely brilliant even Marty Morrissey came down to talk about how Mead are trailblazers uh, in this manner having the two finals on the one day but we had our junior final our intermediate final we had our relegation final as well and we had a whole host of ladies finals across the weekend too yeah it was it was absolutely huge I suppose Saturday, unfortunately, the elements maybe dictated the the quality of the the respective contests. Really, definitely, the junior game, which is the first game on the billing on Saturday, was was hugely affected by the weather conditions. Um, thankfully, things dried up a little bit more for the intermediate game, Mickey, and we got a decent spectacle and trim, obviously, comfortable winners, but a good first half there. But on Sunday, I actually was driving through Navan, uh, coming up to Park Talton, and I got that real kind of championship final day feel about the place you know there was crowds walking up the street the ladies game was obviously taking place first there was a massive crowd going in obviously a huge Zimboyan contingent going for a, a historic double on the day as well there was the usual sellers outside selling headbands and scarves and everything like that coloured in the respective club colours and I just got a really good vibe about the day and obviously the nice touch that the, the county board pulled off with the um honouring the ladies and the minor teams between the two finals after the ladies game and before the senior men's final was really, really nice. And um, it generated really good uh, feedback across the board from everybody that had attended. Weather was much better. It, it made for a really good entertaining football across the day. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what a day it was. It was a beautiful sunny day. It was nearly like a summer's day, so it was cool. And, and, and the... I suppose the difference between the weather on Saturday and the, the weather on Sunday was just chalk and cheese. You know, we had raining, it was raining sideways on, on Saturday for the junior final. It cleared up a little bit for the intermediate, but it was still windy and we lost the rain. But then by Sunday, we had ideal conditions for county finals. So, um, yeah, um, absolutely brilliant. Davey, we might start with the fixtures for the hurling and they're at semi-final stage next week. And then we're going to go into the ladies and then we finish with the, the, the ladies' results, and then we go to the men's results. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. So, as you said, big weekend coming next weekend in the Senior Hurling Championship. First up on Saturday in the Ted Murtha Clothing and Footwear Senior Championship at semi-final stage, it's Rattote versus Kiltail at half two in Park Talton. There's um, a couple of games in the Intermediate uh, Championship. The semi-finals also taking place on Saturday. The first one comes from the Hanley's Clean Meals um, over in Trim and it is between Ratmaline and Boards Mill at quarter past 12 and the other game taking place a little bit later in the day is the second half of a double header in Trim between Dundery and Drumree that's at half two there's a game 
in the Junior Hurling Championship, the K Windows and Doors Junior Hurling Championship also on Saturday. That takes place between Kilmesson and St. Peter's Dunboyne at half 12. And then moving on into Sunday, the other game to take place in the Ted Murtha Clothing and Footwear Senior Hurling Championship is between Kildalki and the reigning and defending champions Trim. That's at half two in Park Talton. Um, there's also... Um, a minor football championship game in the knockout stages between Dunham Ashburn and St Colum Gills. That's a minor final actually, which takes place in Park Talton. Um, there's no time for that down on this, but it is taking place on Sunday, so I can only presume it's. Well, it could be before the hurling. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Um, and yeah, that's the hurling fixtures for next weekend. All semi-final stages in senior, intermediate, and junior. Yeah, and trim uh, through to the semi-final of the senior hurling championship and. Of course, uh, they got over the line in the Intermediate Football Championship on the weekend, which will be coming to in a few minutes' time. But will that hamper their their, their hurling aspirations, Davey Rispin, having the, uh, the club celebrating this week? I don't know where you're going to say that will the hurling hamper their Leinster ambitions with the football, <laughs> because um, we believe they will potentially, if they win next Sunday in the hurling, have to play three games in seven days between the hurling and football. They would play the semi-final of the hurling next Sunday. They would then play the first round of the Leinster on the Wednesday night in Dunham or Ashburn. And then they would play the senior hurling final that next Sunday. So there'd be three games in seven days. Uh, you know, all huge championship games in their own respect. It's a good problem to have in many respects. Try telling that to Kevin Riley, who'll be trying to get his fellas focused for the football or trying to get maybe Mick, uh, Mikey Cole to get the footballers out of the way, thinking he's got them finally out of the way and he can focus on the hurling, not a bit of it. But that's the way Trim are going at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you said, it's a good headache to have. Wouldn't it be worse if they weren't in any uh, championship games uh, at this stage of the year? It would mean that they haven't won anything. So, yeah, look, it's a, it, it, it's, it's a good problem to have. Davey, we're going to go on to the results from the ladies' football over the weekend. And we want to thank Fergal Harney, as always, the Mead LGFA PRO, for an unbelievably detailed uh, review of the weekend's action. And uh, we're going to go to that now. We're going to read it out so uh, our listeners... Just to let you know, this is the words of Fergal Hardy. What a weekend of entertainment for all supporters of Mead ladies football in the county. Four finals down for decision, a semi-final to be decided, and sure that little piece of history with our senior final on a double header billing at the home of Mead football in Park Talchin with the senior men's final too. Yeah, so first up, Mickey, on Friday night uh, at 8pm in screen, it was the Junior B final between Dunshocklin and Royal Gales B side and Gale Column Kill. And it was Dunshocklin and Royal Gales who won out on a scoreline of 113 to 24. This was this was one that was too close to call prior to throwing. And in the first 30 minutes, there was very little between the sides in terms of work rate, scores, and even wides, with the Kell side leading by four at the break after two goals from Kira Brady and Rachel Kumar, who incidentally, Mickey, got married to Bino Hanlon a couple of weeks ago, and they were going on their honeymoon the day after this uh final. So they were on their honeymoon from Saturday. So Rachel Kumar got a goal um, just before she jetted off with Bino. But uh, it was the second half that decided this encounter with Dunshocklin, uh, with a Dunshocklin team coming out the stronger and played with more intensity in the defence and attack, which eventually led to more accuracy and them lifting the Junior B title. The big story here is the joint management team of Irene Munley and Gerard Doherty, they're both ex-county players and former All-Stars as well. And of course, Ellie Lane, that's the daughter of Des, as you, as you know, Mickey, um, ex-underage county player as well. Um, so this is what we want to see, female management and ex-county players involved. And as Fergal goes on to say, maybe this is a catalyst that is needed. Let's hope so. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And fair play to Irene Munley, Gerard uh, Hardy and Ellie Lane for taking on the mantle there. And well done to them. On Saturday in Minalby, it was the Junior E semi-final. Um, it was between Minalby and Karen Ross. Karen Ross snuck this one. Um, it was 2-11 to Minalby, 3-9 to Karen Ross, a one-point victory there for Karen Ross. Sandwiched in between all of our finals, uh, we had the Junior E semi-final where Karen Ross came out away, sorry, came away with a victory over Host Minalvi to reach the club's first ever adult championship final. So it is uh, Karen Ross who go on to that Junior E final, Junior E final, and they will be playing the winners of Omani's B team and the Beliver B team, and that's to be played next week. So well done to Karen Ross. I think it's their first year 
in uh, ladies football as well, Davey. Is that right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, or no, sorry, it's not their first year. I think it's probably their second year, but it's going to be their first final, basically. First final, yeah. Yeah. So then moving on, uh, also on Saturday, sorry, at noon in Trim, the Junior A final eagerly anticipated took place between Screen and St. Pat's. It finished Screen 3-10, St. Pat's 2-9, so a four-point win for Mecco Dowd's side. Screen winning the Junior A title after losing out at the same stage last year in terrible weather conditions. Both teams battled it out and provided five goals across the hour, but it was the 2-6 from ex-Cavan star, the 2013 Intermediate All-Ireland winner, Rona Sheridan, that was the difference this year. Her movement off the ball, her patience on it, and her accuracy in front of goals was a joy to behold. But as always, no one individual can win a game on their own. This was a team effort that got screen over the line, so congratulations to them. Yeah, we've waxed lyrical about Rona Sheridan on here in many a time. What a footballer and what a difference she has been. But as Fergal rightly says, no one player wins a championship. So well done to everybody out there on screen. On Saturday at 2.30 in trim, it was the intermediate final. And uh, newly promoted Navin O'Matneys were taking on St. Colin Kills. Navin O'Matneys had won the Junior A last year. And they did back-to-back by winning the intermediate on a scoreline of 5-16 to St. Colin Kills, one goal and 10. And for one team, it was the perfect performance. And for the other, it was one of those bad days at the office. Just... You just can never legislate or even prepare for these days. They just fucking happen. And it's uh, as simple as that. Uh, you know, but it, let's all take away from Navin O'Matney's performance. All throughout this team, there are stars. Not just county stars, but club stars too. Players who are committed, dedicated and extremely talented. And by Christ, they let loose yesterday. Aided by a gale, they wasted very few chances in the first half and notched up with ston- an astonishing 2-14 to no score at the break with a lot of points down to uh, the trusty left boot of teenager and county minor Earl O'Malley. But as the wind died in the second half slightly, O'Matney still pushed to finish this game off. And uh, in the first 10 minutes of the second half, they extended their lead to 5-16 to no score. And the game was essentially over. Three goals and two points from Olivia Callan, who uh, also got the player of the uh, match, incidentally. And uh, 1-7 from Earl and Mallon. They were the two highest scorers on the day for O'Matney's. But it was an overall team performance with Sarah Perderley leading from centre-back and Avian Leahy pushing up front. So column kills are better than this. We know that. And they, they showed us glimpses of their talent in the last 15 minutes where they uh, didn't drop the heads and kept pushing forward. And they pushed on and got a, scored 110 in those closing 15 minutes. So fair play to this squad. They will learn from this. They will be better for this. And they will be a better team to watch next year. So hard luck to see Colin Kills, but well done to Navin O'Matney's back-to-back championships is a phenomenal feat. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. And then finally, the big one on Sunday in Park Talton in Navin. It was the senior final between St. Peter's Dunboyne and Sanchestown. 3.23 to 1.9 it finished in favour of St. Peter's Dunboyne. And Fergal starts it off by saying, what an occasion, what a crowd, and finally, what a win. First of all, a big thank you to both County boards in Meath for today's historic double header. The supporters bought into it as well, who showed up in their droves and made it a special occasion all round. The TG Caller All Ireland Senior Champions and the MGA Minor All Ireland Champions were rightfully honoured today. And what a gesture with the lads hosting a guard of honour for our Senior All Ireland Champions. Nice touch, lads. But there was also a game of football, and as much as it went to the form book, Sanchestown did put it up to St. Peter's Dunboyne in the first half and gave the holders a bit of a scare. Dunboyne, going for their second title in a row, showed patience, strength and pace to unlock the Sanchestown defence. And in the second half, they ran away with the title on a scoreline of 3.23 to 1.9. Fiona O'Neill lifted the Joe, the Joe Breen Cup at the end of the game and they now progress to their next challenge, the Leinster Club, where they will have a point to prove themselves and others after missing out on last season's provincial semi-final due to COVID. Yeah, and uh, we want to thank Far- Fergal Harney for his detailed reviews of the lead- ladies' uh, games from the weekend. We will be doing a Loyal Royals podcast on the senior final, and we do have interviews from uh, the ladies' final. Davy Rispin caught up with, and just going to read them out now because he managed to catch up with quite a few people from the uh, ladies' final. So, um, Davy 
there we go. We caught up with Brendan Quinn, Rachel McDermott, Annie Moffat, Honor uh, Hickey, Alison Jones, and Louise Grant after that uh, historic day in Park Tolchin and that huge win for St. Peter's Dunboyne over St. Justin. So do watch out for that one over on our Loyal Royals podcast. Davey, you know, before we go on to the men's, again, thanks to Fergal Harney, but what a weekend for me, ladies football. And, you know, rightly so, they've been, they had a, they got the recognition that they deserve after what has been just the most remarkable of years. Absolutely, Mickey, you're dead right. And I suppose the, Interest that the final generated as well and the crowd that was in there from the start in Park Talton, you could feel, I suppose, the, the ladies came in Mead going from strength to strength. A mate of mine actually from West Mead, so happened to be in at it and he stayed for the senior final. But then he came up to me after and he says, that's the best ladies team he's ever seen. That's a Peters the boy team and I explained to him, you know, that there's a few in the likes of Vicky Wall and Emma Duggan, but he says all round, he says that was the best ladies team he's um, he's ever seen and they could go on and do whatever they want to do in, in Leinster, hopefully. Um, I know that's been a sticky patch for me, clubs in both codes in, in ladies and lads in recent years, but there's no reason why St. Peter's Boy can't go on and have a real tilt at that, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And we wish them the very best of luck and they move on to the Leinster Club Championship and, uh, you know, they are that good. They, these girls... They can go on and do whatever they want and they can go as far as they want in this uh, uh, Leinster and All-Ireland Club Championship. And, you know, they're not, it's, it's not like they're not used to winning All-Irelands. They win the, the Ladies' Intermediate Club Championship only a few years ago, Davey, or was it the junior? Yeah, they've won the junior and the intermediate uh, club. So um, do, do listen to Brendan Quinn's interview over on the Loyal Royals podcast and he does reference that. So it's most definitely in their psyche. And I won't say they were kind of looking ahead, but they've been probably earmarking a run at Leinster for a while now. And unfortunately, last year, you know, COVID put paid to that. But I think this year they're fully focused on it. Yeah, well done to all of the winners uh, over the weekend in the ladies' football, as we said. Um, in the Junior B final, it was Screen who got the victory. In uh, the Junior E semi-final, Karen Ross will go on now and play the winners of O'Matley's and Beliver. Um, in the Junior A final, sorry, in the Junior B final, it was um, Dunchoklin and Royal Gales, not Screen. That game was played in Screen. And then uh, in the Junior A final, Screen got the better of St. Pat's. In the intermediate final, well done to Navin O'Matneys and uh, who got the better of St. Column Kills in the course of the senior final. That unbelievable team that is Dunboyne got the better of Centrison. So well done to all of those teams. Davey, we're going to move on now and we're going to go through the results from the men's football. I, mean, I suppose we'll start on uh, uh, Friday night and then we'll go through them. So on Friday night, it was the first of our games and it was the senior relegation game between Navin O'Matneys. It ended up, sorry, in Navin O'Matneys and Dunchock and in Dungani. And the start of this game was postponed by 15 minutes, 20 minutes maybe even in the end due to the fact that there was such a large crowd going to Dungani to this game. But it was Navin O'Matneys who impressed them tonight and scored 113 to Dunchocklin's four points and preserved their senior status for 2022. And Dunchocklin will be down there in the mires of, of, of intermediate football. And um, on Saturday, we had the junior final first. St. Vincent's won four, Dunsany six points. Very, very low scoring game. We'll be coming back to that in a couple of moments. And um, in the intermediate final, on also on Saturday afternoon, Trim, at the third time of asking, have made it up to senior ranks. Third final in a row. Um, and, uh, you know, got the better of an, a, a very good old Castle side. But this Trim side have uh, uh, just a plethora of unbelievable players. 312 to seven points. They won that one. And then on Sunday, it was the senior final. Wolf Tones, one goal and nine. Dunboyne, the favourites, nine points. And a three-point victory there for Wolf Tones. So, David, we'll start on Friday night. O'Mahony's and Dunchocklin, full value O'Mahony's for this victory. And, you know, kept a very, very young and youthful and skillful side in Dunchocklin to four points, which is phenomenal by uh, this Nav and O'Mahony's team. Yeah, it was it was a really impressive performance. I suppose uh, this game captured the imagination, Mickey. There was it was probably the only game on Friday night. The crowds, I'm sure you've heard about them, five six kilometer tailbacks. The nav inside of Dungani. Uh, I thought there was a crash. To be honest with you, when I turned, uh, I came through Robinstown, came out, took a right. It was what maybe about five hundred meters from the ground. I thought there was a crash. Um, it was absolutely ridiculous, the, the crowd that went in. Biggest crowd I've ever seen in Dungani. Probably one of the biggest crowds outside of Park Talton that has been seen in recent times as well. I, I said on the commentary, had you spoke to somebody, let's say in Cavan or Louth or Dublin, 
you know, who'd know a few clubs in, in Mead, like Navin O'Matney's and Dunchocklin, and you said to them they were playing, they'd have said, oh, is that the senior final? That's the sort yeah. of kind of esteem that those clubs are held upon. But incredibly, as you say, it was a relegation battle. Full credit to Navin O'Matney's. They performed uh, extremely well. Their best performance of the year, without question. Um, unfortunately for Dunchocklin, you know, same same tale of misery. Um, turned on a red card in the first 10 minutes of the game to Ben Duggan, the Dunshockland captain. And to be honest with you, after that, Navin O'Mahony's took hold and they were really, really good value for it. Jake Regan, outstanding. And the couple of veterans, Mickey, 42-year-old Nine McKeague, ran the show. He was outstanding on the night. And uh, Davey Nelson's men fully justified their win and they'll be senior again next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we will be doing uh, reviews of all of the games from the weekend. And we have interviews from Davy Nelson, Dara Maguire and Niall McCaig after that victory for Navin O'Matney's overdone chocolate. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automore from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. On Saturday, Davy had mentioned it already. St. Vincent's won four to Saini six points in atrocious weather conditions in uh, Park Tolchin. Um, but over the over the sixty minutes, you'd probably have to say that St. Vincent's maybe shaded that one. Yeah, they did because it took Dunsany far too long to get going. They hit the first two points of the game, Mickey, after what, maybe five minutes, then didn't score for the next, what, 30, 35 minutes um, with the strong breeze behind them for the whole of the first half. Uh, Vincent's went in three points in front, one, two to two. And Vincent just kept the scoreboard ticking slowly, but just about kept it ticking until Dunsany produced what we knew they had in their locker with a purple patch, but it was all too late. They left themselves too much to do. They almost reeled Vincent's back in, but, uh, you know, the tale of late season misery and the inability to perform on the big day, in on the big occasion, was once again to their detriment. That's six final defeat since the turn of the century. It's an horrendous record. Poor Mark Brennan, 40 years of age in his 25th year playing football, has lost six finals for Dunsany. Um, he kicked the first score of the game, but unfortunately it wasn't to be for them. But full credit to Vincent's, their third final in four years. They got the job done under the new management of Hugh Dorgan and his side. Uh, they'll go on to play Glenn Emmett's side in which he's managed previously in the Leicester Championship. Should be a fascinating game, Mead versus Loud. Yeah, and uh, from that junior uh, championship final, we have interviews with uh, victorious manager Hugh Durgan and Gary Tudor, Kieran Brannigan, and Mark Crawley and uh, Evan Connor after that game. So, um, do go over to our Loyal Royals podcast for the full review of that game and the interviews. The review, Davy, might be a bit short, um, seeing as though there was only what uh, eleven scores in that game. But look. You know, a win is a win is a win, and and, and that that's just the end of that one. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, uh, it's it's third time lucky for St Vincent's as well, who had lost two finals in a row. Then speaking of which, Trim had lost two finals in a row um, and came back third time and got the win. Uh, they beat Oldcastle three twelve to seven points, Davy, and again another team that were full value for their victory. They were, yeah. It took them a while to get going and there was goal chances of plenty at either side of the pitch and it could have been oh so different had uh, Peter Farrell not made a terrific double stop very early in the piece from Gareth O'Reilly, the semi-final hero for Oldcastle. But to be fair to Trim, got two goals against the Breeze in the first half. That set them on their way. And at the start of the second half, just maybe like Dunboyne Ladies against Sanchestown um, on Sunday, they really sort of rubber stamped their credentials and pushed on and um, was really, really impressed by the way in which they managed the game, took the sting out of any potential Oldcastle comeback and they were worthy winners. I was actually delighted for them, Mickey, because, you know, in years gone by, we've seen sort of this maybe underlying theme of fragility or immaturity when it gets down to the crunch. There wasn't a bit of it. There wasn't actually even a hint of them even starting to think about it. They just knew it was their time and uh, fully congratulate 
you know, them, they fully deserve it. Kevin Riley's gone in there, done a splendid job. They're unbeaten all year, just like Vincent's. So it's hard to argue the toss to say that they're not worthy winners. Yeah, absolutely. And again, on our review of that game, we will have interviews with Kevin Riley, Owen O'Connor, George Wan and Peter Farrell, the goalkeeper. And uh, what a game he had for Trim on the day as well. And Packy Kevin as well, the goalkeeper at the other end. Although he let in three goals, he pulled off some amazing saves as well. But again, we'll be doing a full review of that game on our Loyal Royals podcast. Um, the senior final debut took place today and it was Wolf Tones who won this one on the scoreline of 1-9 to 9 points. And, you know, favourites Dunboyne going into this uh, game and favourites for the championship after Rathoth had been knocked out and would have been probably joint favourites when Rathoth were there. And um, I suppose wh- when you're going into the knockout stages of the championship, you need a full hand to be picking from. And, that, and, and you know, that's something that Wolf Tones have had right the way through the knockout stages. And Dunboyne maybe just weren't at full tilt or full strength, but Wolf Tones full value for their victory. Yeah, I don't think you could argue about it. Um, Dunboyne were full strength from the start. Yeah. But were they realistically at full strength? I don't think you could say they were. Jack Donnelly made way. Um, Ronan Jones wasn't himself. He was in full forward for the whole of the second half. Wasn't moving at all well. Um, so, you know, St. Peter's Dunboyne could maybe point to that. But as you said, you couldn't take it away from Wolf Tones. They led from start to finish. Um, they got a brilliant goal early in the piece, despite the fact they were down to 14 men at the time, having lost Porrick Diamond to a black card. Um, they came under a bit of pressure early in the second half. They led by four at half time. Uh, that was down to one, 10 minutes into the second half, but they never panicked, just like against Retolt in the semi final, Mickey. They, you know, they regrouped at the third, or sorry, at the second water break, uh, going into the fourth quarter, and they did what they needed to do, got over the line. And you have to say they fully deserve it. They beat three of the pre championship favourites in Simonstown, Gail Column Kill, St. Peter's Dubine, sorry, four, and Retolt. You know, they were the first four in, in the betting, sort of, so to speak, before a ball was even kicked. So for that, they deserve immense credit. And uh, there was no luck, or as Eamon Murray likes to say, there was no flukes about it, Mickey. They thoroughly deserved their championship. Yeah, absolutely. And well done to all the lads of Wolf Tones. We have a plethora of interviews as well for that senior game, uh, that senior championship final. Michal McDermott, uh, the, the the manager of Wolf Tones, Keen Ward, Sarah O'Finnegan, Shane Glynn, Keen Farnan and Porrick Diamond, and then Dan Adam and Keen O'Neill. Uh, what a day it was uh, for the O'Neill household. Absolutely incredible stuff. Davey, like... Um, we'll be talking in depth about these games on our Loyal Royals podcast, but... Just on the Wolf Tones thing, like Michal McDermott, what an outstanding uh, uh, record he has in county finals. He's never lost a county final. I've interviewed him after under 70 or minor um, under 21 and county senior titles that he's won. And again today, he's continued on with that fine vein of form in county finals. He's been a Brilliant for that bunch of lads out there in, uh, in, in Gibson and Kilberry. Yeah, unbelievable. And I, I, I put it to him, Mickey, that he's a great fit for them because you know the way it is now in, in football and particularly at senior, everything is so professional. Yes, he's a bit of a throwback and he gets the Wolf Tones and they get him and there's that bond that exists between them. He'll have the bit of crack with them. He'll do the serious stuff. They'll train hard and everything like that. But it's a match made in heaven and uh, full credit to them. They've been outstanding in the championship. They've got their couple of you could say wake up calls in the Fesh Cups you know, against your own Simonstown Gill and, and, and Gail Colum Gill as well. But um, in championship football, they've been rather imperious, you know, and they've been solely focused on the job at hand. Underdogs, for most of it, they've kind of used that as a bit of a, I suppose, an added incentive to to really go on and prove a lot of doubters wrong, ourselves included. Um, but absolutely delighted for them. You couldn't take it away from them and um, fully justified in 15 years. Yeah, absolutely. I think you said for fully justified and win their first championship in what fifteen years, Davy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, um, yeah, you know, well done to all of the teams that were victorious, Davy. On our predictions, we've just run through them. Uh, I, I know, no, skip over them. 
No, 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 look, it's all a bit knockout. I told you that. Look, you know, the early parts of the championship, you did well. When it came to the knockout stages, you just you just weren't at it, Davy. You just weren't at it. You're not used to the knockout stages of championships. That's what it is, Davy. Whereas, you know, myself, I've been there. Well, well that Jesus, Simonson have been away from them for a few years now as well. Yeah, but I've still, I've, I've still, I've, I've still been there and done that. You haven't, been, you know, we haven't been to that many. And maybe that's what you're, what's, what's letting me down when we get to the knockout stages. Davy, you had a very poor week. You predicted one out of the four games in the men. Uh, you got the trim result right. Um, you picked on Shockland over O'Matney's. You picked on Saney over St. Vincent's. And you picked on Boyne over Walt Tones. I, on the other hand, had, had three out of four, right? I picked O'Matney's to win, St. Vincent's to win, trim to win. And after talking up Walt Tones for about 20 minutes on the podcast last week, I yeah, actually went for it. I bottled it. I didn't have the balls to go for it. It would have meant that we would have been uh, differentiating uh, on three of the games. So I kind of hedged my bets. Uh, it's something you should have done this weekend, but we won't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the, 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 the knockout stage has come to an end and Davy Rispin is, uh, is, unfortunately, he's uh, licking his wounds and, and I'm going to be picking up the title for this year. Interestingly as well, I'm sure, Davy Rispin, we will be doing our Davy Rispin uh, the club rankings in, in a couple of weeks' time. I'm sure, with the way the championship has gone, that uh, that might just change a few things uh, on the Rispin rankings. Oh, jeez, it'll be carnage at the top of the... There won't be too much change in between because a lot of clubs have kind of been out of the championship since we've done the last one. But, you know, at the top of the say junior, intermediate and senior provisional ones, it could be all sorts, like the top five, what's that going to look like? Who knows? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be really interesting because as I said to you and our listeners on our last Crispin's rankings, I'm going to do up um, kind of a mathematical, mathematical equation covering all the games from this year and give a point system to the, the championship and to the, um, the cup competitions and give each team um, points for wins and losses and, and draws and whatever and we will compare it to your rankings Davy, and see how how, how it compares to, to the Davy Rispin rankings that'll make it an interesting one at least I won't be you know I won't be fighting with you um, over an opinion at least I'll have something to back it up this time yeah I'm looking forward to seeing that amount of work that you put in as well Mickey um, can't wait yeah, yeah but you'll be, be ready sometime next year probably will it no, Davy, Davy, that's going to be ready when you're ready with your wrestling rankings. Uh, although that 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 takes you a couple of minutes because you just start picking picking teams out of a hat or something. It's all in there. It's all in there, baby. <laughs> okay, Davy, we're going to move on now and go to our regular lotto section, and uh, you know, have the club PROs been in contact with you? Having DJ decent uh, decent volume of lottos in uh, this week, so thanks a million to all of the club PROs for their contributions as always. And the first one comes in from Dunchocklin and Royal Gales. Bad week, and um, but thankfully it didn't get any worse, seeing as their lotto wasn't won. So the results from last Monday night: the numbers from were two, ten, nineteen, and twenty-eight. There was no jackpot winner. Five uh, match three winners who collect forty euro each: Katie Boland. Sandra Clare, Mary McMorrow, Linda Reed, and Neve O'Sullivan. Neve O'Sullivan's year gets better and better. Um, the next draw is Monday at uh, half eight, live on Facebook. 13,000 euro of a jackpot, reserve of 13,000, and a second reserve of 3,200 euro. Play that wow. on Club Force. Um, Minaldi still captured 10,000. It's another long standing one. The numbers drawn were 3, 6, 18, and 28. Three 20 euro winners were Ger Dornan, Alan Gallen, and Patricia Gilston. The next draw is also on Monday night uh, and you can play it at manalvigfc.ie or on the Club Force app reserve built up of 7,700 there. Ballinlock GFC, the letters drawn in their last week's draw were B, E, F and R. They had no jackpot winner. 4,300 euro was not won. They had um, five, four match three winners who will share four share 100 euro between them. Robbie Farrell, Angelo O'Reilly, Emino Brady and Lindsay Jordan. Uh, the next draw takes place on the 15th of November. St. Column Kills, uh, week number 715 of the St. Column Kills Lotto. That's fairly precise, isn't it? Uh, to have that number. Jeez, that's some amount of lotos. Uh, the numbers drawn this week were 3, 8, 15 and 21. There was no jackpot winner. Uh, 50 euro winners were uh, Talula McGee, Wheaton Hall, Siobhan Tallon, 
Cole, Siobhan Talon Cole, sorry. Uh, next week's jackpot is 7,800 euro and you can play that one on Clubs app. So that's kills.clubifyapp.com. Dunsany, uh, another uh, bad weekend for them as well. Next draw takes place um, on Sunday the 14th. So it's this night week, a 9,000 euro jackpot. You can play that one on tiny.cc forward slash Dunsany Lotto or using the Club Force app or entries via Kilmesson Centre or the post office. Uh, Navino Matneys, uh, great weekend for them all round between the lads and the ladies. Yeah. Um, their 9,800 euro jackpot was not won. The winner numbers were 8, 12, 22, and 30. Three number winners were Hannah Heskin, uh, Michael Bennett, and Gary Nelson. 9,950 on the 9th of November, so that's only a couple of nights away at 9 pm. So that's Navino Matneys. Black Hole Gales, next draw takes place on Monday the 15th, 8,200 euro of a jackpot. My own quarter in GFC, 6,800 euro jackpot last Friday night was not won. The winning numbers were 21, 27, 28 and 30, all high numbers. Uh, five twenty euro winners were Leona Coyne, John and Sandra Collier, Stephen Brown, Denise and Sen and Moen and Vivian Usher. 6,900 euro next Friday night. Uh, Jersey winner was Sandra Lynch, and you can play that one at cartoongea.com forward slash lotto. Oldcastle GFC, um, disappointing weekend as well for those. Uh, €12,000 next Wednesday on the Club Force app. Minolte GFC, it's currently still at €15,000, which it's capped at. The reserve increases to €9,800 tonight. The draws close at 8pm tonight, but if you do miss it, I'm sure you can play again for next week. And they also have our special... A weekly prize of 50 euro for online entries, which we actually won last week, Mickey. Yeah, uh, we did on the We Are Mead podcast. So, uh, delighted to get that one. And I believe the check is in the post as we speak. And uh, you can play that one on Club Force. The final one on my list is from Kilmainham. It's 8,200 euro every Monday night. Absolutely. And uh, the two that I have, speaking of Monday night, Central Sales Lotto takes place every Monday night and it's still at 10,000. It wasn't one last week. You can go on to Smart Lotto uh, there to play the Central Sales Lotto or you can go on to any of their social media pages and the link will be there. In Simonstown, I got the message in from Jelly. I have a few things to run through here with you, Davey. But first of all, Jackpot last week was not one. It was €7,050. The lucky dip winners were Lorraine Fox, Elaine O'Hare and Pablo, care of Jim Lane. Whoever Pablo is, I doubt it's Pablo Escobar, but you never know. It could uh, be. Jim Lane, Jim Lane is, is associated with a lot of people. And um, The numbers run 1, 5, 13 and 32. Next draw is on Friday night at €7,100. You can play it online on Clubs app or again, as always, you can go into uh, Jelly in the round O and um, he will sell you a ticket there and get his commission. So, Davey, we're going to move on now to our Instagram interactive. And just to follow on from Jelly's um, interaction with me, giving me the lotto and whatever, he just said to me, on a non-related GAA matter, um, it's great to see Dundalk beat Drogheda in the League of Ireland. Um, And some antics by the Shamrock Rovers fans on Friday night against Waterford. You know you're, you're going to steal Jack Walsh's thunder, Mickey. Well, that's the well, look. I, this, this is jelly. This is jelly. Um, uh, he says, all you need is a, another person talking about the League of Ireland on the podcast. So there we go. And I said to him, why? What the Shamrock Rovers do? And he said, Shamrock Rovers fans let off fireworks in the stand and the game had to be stopped for 10 minutes down in Waterford. Isn't that absolutely terrible behaviour by the Shamrock Rovers fans? It is indeed, Mickey. And as I said already, you've just stole Jack Walsh's thunder because his Instagram interactive contribution this week was the ref suspending Rovers game over fireworks. Absolute disgrace, he said. Yeah, that's old news. Old news, Jack. Come on now. You gotta get you gotta get in ahead of Jelly. You gotta get in. I can see the two of them going to blows up the round only so again over that one. Can you would Jack Walsh venture up that far? Well, he might have to to get his hands in jelly. Yeah, that's Jelly's then. Uh, he'd be a brave man, wouldn't he, Mick? Yeah, he's stealing. He's stealing Jack Walsh's thunder. Like this could. This is again going to bring up that whole North Meads uh, and Navinomatni, North Mead Blues and Navinomatni's divide. You know, the, the last thing we need is is a rift like that between the East Side and the West Side. 
<laughs> okay, there's plenty of riffs going to happen in our Instagram interactive, so we better crack on with them, Mickey. The first one comes in from uh, Beckett Crowley, and she just said Vicky Wall, and she has two goat icons beside her. Yeah, look, what a year Vicky Wall is having. It's just going... It's going from better to better. Do you know what I mean? Like there hasn't been any, like there's no blips on her on her on her season at all this year. And of course, she is nominated for uh, an All Star and the Player of the Year as well. Like you know, what a year for Vicky Wall. And we are delighted to say on the podcast here that myself and Davy Rispin will be attending the Ladies All Stars Awards next week, and we are going to do a diary of the All-Stars uh, Awards Day. We're going to record a, a special, special podcast for the ladies and uh, document their day at the um, Ladies All-Stars, which will be fantastic. And we want to say how privileged we are to be, to be going up to that, Davey. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. So looking forward to that next weekend. Robert Perfield is next in on the Instagram Interactive, and he said, Keen Ward, a horse of a man. There's a horse of a man, like Jesus Christ, he is. He's a beast. He's an absolute beast that he's still doing it. And um, yeah, great time for Keane. And we talked about him at length uh, last week when we were previewing this game. And, you know, he, while he mightn't be, you know, in his mid 20s, he still has the class up here between the ears. And he's just a, he's just a phenomenal footballer. He is absolutely. Rob followed that up by saying, also, get the money down on Pats and Vincent's being drawn together next year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that would probably happen. Just when you're mentioning Robert Perfield, I have to say that the refereeing over the weekend, uh, now I didn't get to see the fir- the senior final uh, firsthand, the intermediate and the junior, I have to say, absolute kudos to the referees. Keith Sheeran did the intermediate, was absolutely brilliant. Um, and then the junior final, you know, we're not coming away from either of those games talking about the referee, which is brilliant. No. Um, and senior final, the same. Yeah, Kieran Alwell uh, from the Minolte Club did the junior final. Uh, yeah. Like Keith, you know, uh, I won't say a novice, but they're they're new enough to it. You know, they haven't been involved a whole uh, pile, and it was a massive honour for the pair of those. And Patrick Coyle then on uh, Coyle, Sunday yeah. doing the senior game, the Curraham man. And I have to say, across the board, they did a great job. And I, I was saying, I was saying to myself coming down the road uh, today, I was saying, Do you know, oh, the lads did brilliant yesterday. I hope that Kyle does as good a job today and they'll be coming out saying, you know, what a performance from the three of them. And it was. And I know they got nice commemorative things from EGA as well, a plaque um, and their jerseys or their, their kiss actually had the engraved writing about senior final and the name beside it. Really nice touch by EGA as well. And uh, all, all going really, really well, you'd have to say. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 brilliant by the Mead County Board to uh, have the date and whatever, like a like a Champions League game or a, a whatever it was, like for the referees getting their new gear. And again, another absolutely fabulous program by uh, Mead GA, and well done to Kieran Flynn, um, who was involved obviously with Dunsany on the weekend, but still put a, a huge amount of effort into that program. He was preparing for a junior final, um, and uh, you know still put out another fabulous, fabulous uh, county finals programme on the weekend. Well done to Kieran Flynn. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, automower from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Navino Matney's next in, and they said, Nom ladies, young stars leading the way. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, we, we read that out from Fergal Harney and he said it, that there was youth all over the field that um, uh, brought the, the team on. Yes, they had county stars, but they have club stars and, and young stars coming in through the ranks in Navinomani's. Great work being done there with the ladies football. Well done to everybody involved. Yeah, Becca Crowley followed that up by saying Sarah Powderly, outstanding performance yesterday for Navinomani's. Yeah, centre-back, you know, just... Uh, absolutely brilliant and you know delighted for her she's soldiered for so long playing county football and whatever and playing with Navino Matinees and you know just she's she's you, you could go up to Navino Matinees and see her training on her own there 
a lot of the time. She's she's just such a, a professional athlete and delighted for her getting an All-Ireland, getting a junior championship last year with having a Matties and getting the intermediate this year. Well done to Sarah Perry. Yeah, and she's just back from a cruise, should knee ligament, missed the whole of obviously the, yeah. the, the year with Mead. So brilliant, yeah, great story there. Jerry Morgan said, had the tones from the start of the year, not surprised. Oh, brilliant. Nice one. What price would he got? got I, I think in and around 16. 16s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well done, well done. He probably had, what, a fiver on that? Wouldn't be bad. <laughs> Wouldn't be bad. What's wrong with 80 quid for five euro? Absolutely. Um, next one in comes in from David Ferris. He said, Dubain Tactics today is Ollie at the wheel there too. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, just move on. I don't want to know. That's I don't want to. Let's not talk about my United. Go on, move on. I'm <laughs> hey, hurting, I'm hurting. Craig DJ Manning said, Dunsany acting the Spurs. Oh, well, that's harsh now. Um, On Spurs. Know, I said, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, look, you know, as I said, I, I thought that St. Vincent's were full value for their victory. I thought that they managed the game. I thought that if Vincent's went at them a little bit more in the second half of that junior, that junior final, they probably, but they seem to sit back and try to manage that game out and, you know, stopped Dunsany from, from getting the requisite amount of scores to beat them in the end. But, but it was a carbon copy of the semi-final last year. And I, I said yeah. for the last two or three weeks that Dunsany won't fall into the same trap as what they did then. And they did. Look at the weather conditions probably favoured Vincent's like they did in the semi-final last year. But, you know, take nothing away from them. They were worthy winners and they deserved their uh, junior championship. Um uh, David Ferris is <laughs> David Ferris is back in and he he said what happened to Dunshocklin only at the wheel there as well oh Jesus Christ <laughs> Ole is managing a lot of teams at the moment so yes <laughs> he's not having much joy with any of them <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus uh, he's over Arsenal for the last few years as well he's gone yeah th- thankfully he's not anymore um, yeah, yeah. 10 unbeaten now for Arsenal by the way Jared uh, Dillon next in and he said class is permanent Keane Ward and Niall McCaig with a crown yeah absolutely and uh, you know you, you can't you can't beat the experience of, of those players and they've done it all in their careers James Cahill said Orla Mallon leading the way for Navinamani's yeah absolutely class what is she scored 2-6 two, two, or 2-7 or something was it yeah some performance absolutely um, Owen Muldoon said Old Castle robbed and I just replied how like, how were they robbed? They were bet by, what was it? I think there might have been a bit of tongue-in-cheek in that I, one. I, I don't think there was. 3-12 to 7. It was a 14-point victory. He did reply further up, and I'll try and get it, Mickey, but he tried to explain. Sure, Oldcastle were robbed. Scully was dragged down. No black card Um, on another day, whatever, blah, blah. I didn't even entertain it because it was crazy talk. Yeah. Um, clutching at straws there, clutching at straws, buddy. Tom O'Connor said the Vincent's lads calling out Davies' predictions. Oh, did they? Uh, they did, yeah. I, I weren't back in the pub in Bennett's by the time they had a feckin' Instagram up on tagging me to say that I'm the king of the predictions or whatever. But as I said to Tom, there's no such thing as bad publicity, Mickey. Yeah, well, that's true. But like, uh, the, the funny thing is, is that I, I, I tipped them to win and they... They didn't congratulate me or thank me for, you know, everybody over the last few weeks has been thanking me for, for predicting them because I've been predicting all these winners, you know. So I'm, I'm disappointed, like, that they attacked you and didn't give me the kudos for giving them the victory on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. But then again, you don't get the backlash that I get when the Wolf Tones uh, win and then it's all Davy. But, yeah, you predicted <laughs> the boy as well. So yeah, but look, it, it I, yeah, both I, ways. Yeah, but I talked them up and, and said how they could win it and then had the balls to, to, to finalise it. Yeah, but anyway. Serious arse covering there. Um, Keen McFadden next in. Adam O'Neill, Niall O'Reilly, Thomas O'Reilly. Exceptional game. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were at this one, Davey. And, and, and uh, from looking at the... the uh, I was watching them on Twitter because I was obviously doing the Cavan County final at the same time. And Thomas O'Reilly, we said he was going to have to have a big game for, for um, Wolf Tones this week. And he duly obliged. He did, yeah. He hit two monster points, but his running from deep, his ability to win freeze, and his ability to ultimately take on players was the difference, you know, in carrying Wolf Tones through. Best game he's played in a long, long time for both club yeah. and county. Delighted yeah, for him. Well done. Well done. 
Um, Katie Allwell just said, well done to the Tones. Well deserved. Yeah, look, you, you said it. They, they led from start to finish um, and they've beaten all the, the, the favourites for the championship, all top four teams um, that were they were listed on the, the bookmakers. They went ahead and they beat them all. So, yeah, and they drew with Kells. That was the only blip on the, on the championship uh, campaign. Yeah, very much so. Um, there's a bit of a backstory to this one. Paul Munley is in and he said Sean, miss, Sean Fitz missing sitters from three yards. Do you, remember, do you remember last week when yeah. Sean Fitzgerald sent in an Instagram interactive about Beanie Faulkner missing sitters for Trim Celtic? Well, yeah. Sean Fitz missed a chance in the intermediate final on Saturday from three yards out yeah. when it was harder to miss than score. Um, so what goes around comes around, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, um was that not the one that Packy Kevin got a hand to? But it was uh, well, he might have got a he might have got a hand to it. But, uh, but it was the soccer. It was the soccer style. He he took he kicked the soccer style across the. It was after being saved, and he met it and put it back across. And Kevin Packy Kevin got a save on it, wasn't it? No, no. This was the other one where Trim worked it in from say the stand side, and the ball came across. And Sean Fitz tried to scoff it, but he, he hit it sort of oh, into yeah. the ground. Yeah, crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, gas that. Uh, good lad, Paul. Not forgetting either as well. <laughs> Beanie will be delighted. Um, Deck F Dunn said, Tones. Now that's a surprise, but deserving champions. Um, a surprise. I don't know if you could call it a surprise. Um, but, you know, like, because the Tones could beat anybody on the day. They've had a phenomenal championship. And, you know, as, as I said already, like I spoke last week about how they could win. And mm. they went out and did it. They did exactly what... We, we said they'd need a goal. Uh, and we said that they'd need big performances from Tom, Thomas O'Reilly and a few of their big-name players. And they did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um... Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact P.R. Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Couple of nice questions coming in here that I'm going to throw at you, but you know, I've had the kind of benefit of having a think or two about them. So if you want me to go first on these and come back to you, Mickey, there's no problem. First one is from Brendan Byrne and he says, Roll on the Leinster Club series. Who is the best chance of success? Yeah, uh, I think Trim. I think Trim probably have the best chance of success. I think St. Vincent's will go deep as well in Leinster. Wolf Tones, I'm not so sure about, and I don't mean that in a bad way. They've got a clean bill of health and whatever, and I think they could, like they're coming up against the Dublin champions. Wolf Tones haven't won it in 15 years. Um, will they be concentrating on, on uh, Leinster Club? They will in a few days' time or whatever. Trim, we know how good they are. Um, and they're, they're senior calibre. They've just had a blip each year for the last couple of years. And then Vincent's will be very hard beaten. They will, especially this time of the year, it will suit them. Um, so they could go deep in their competition as well. That's, and that's without even having time to think about it. So I reckon the Dumboyne ladies will go best. Oh, sorry, um, yes. But no, no, if you're talking about the lads, absolutely. I think Trim potentially have the best chance out of the three, but the biggest thing for them is having that Leinster game sandwiched in between potentially two massive Berlin semi-final and final on the same week, which will be horrendous for them. So Who did they play? They played the loud side, which that final I think was this weekend as well. I think the Feckins were in it. I'm not sure who won it, but the Feckins were in the final, uh, so it could well be them. Um, Vincent's, I think, I'm not sure how well they'll go, but I think they should beat Glenn Emmett's because Hugh Dorrigan will know them inside out. So you'd imagine that would be a huge sort of advantage to Vincent's in preparing for that. Yeah. Um, 
the Wolf Tones have Stephen Shepard's wedding the same weekend as the yeah. game against the Dublin Champions. It's the first week in December. I think Shep's wedding is on the Friday and the game is penciled in for the Sunday, so that could be a potential disaster. But there is the carrot of the semi-finals being two weeks later in Crow Park. If that's not an incentive for the likes of the Wolf Tones to go and beat the Dublin Champions and get into a Leinster's semi-final and play in Crow Park, I don't know what is. Yeah, absolutely. That would be amazing. Um I wonder if Shep can put the wedding off to the Monday. I was talking to him after the game, and he says, "Don't even." He says, "Not a, not a hope. He'll be he'll be divorced before he's even married, Mickey." Exactly, exactly. Look, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, um, that's a bit of a conundrum for them. Yeah, uh, the next one in is from Tom O'Connor. Another mind melter. This one, he asked, "Who would you pick out uh, from the three games for the county panel next year?" Oh, Davey, now you've had time to think about that one. So um, you have a go at that. So from the junior, I'd have said um, a player that I've been impressed with all year has been Connor Harford. I know he's played Mead underage, but to me, okay, maybe he didn't have his best of games. He was still quite good in the final, but I think he's a he's a Mead player. I think it's only a matter of time, um, to be brutally honest with you. In the senior game then, I mean... There was, there was a whole host of really strong performers, particularly from a Wolf Tone standpoint. I thought Adam O'Neill at fullback was outstanding. Um, you could look at Niall O'Reilly. You know, Thomas is in there. The older brother, Niall, he's 26 years of age. He's still at a decent age. And um, Dan O'Neill has been in there before, but that's a few years ago now. You'd, you'd nearly say he's set for another tilt at it. And I think you could do worse than having a look at someone like Sauron O'Finnegan as well, to be honest with you, Mickey. He was, he's been really, really good and really, really yeah. impressive too, you know. So, um. I think Craig Lowndes is, has a player that has kind of inter-county class in his ranks for St. Peter's Dunboyne as well. And I'm sure Andy would know him inside out too. You know, centre-half back, big, fit, strong physical presence. The type of player that Andy McEntee usually likes in his defence, you know. Um, and seeing as, you know, Seamus Lavin isn't going to be around next year. Shane McEntee, I believe, won't be around for the first half of the year as well. There is possibly a couple of slots available um, in, in those ranks. And look, at I can't not pick Aaron Lynch from Trim you know, um, after the year in which he's had, he's been just absolutely sensational. Um, there's other players probably waiting the wings for trim that maybe could be good for a shout, the likes of Jerry Duane, Kieran O'Rourke. I think Kieran Caulfield will be mid senior footballer in time as well. Um, and yeah, for Oldcastle, you know, the likes of Collie Hawdon definitely didn't do his chances any harm. I'd say the last couple of games, standout player for Oldcastle on Saturday in an otherwise poor enough uh, performance. Yeah, um, like I didn't have the joy of seeing the senior final, so I won't comment on that. But from uh, from the junior, I thought that Mark Crawley as well was another player who had a great game. And you could probably pick out any of the defenders on on, on the St. Vincent's team. Um, they, mm-hmm. they were exceptional. Um, you know, Pierre Fox didn't stand out, unfortunately for him. It's the one day that he didn't stand out. But you could see the quality that he has. Um, and when he was on the ball um, other players um, from Trim we've already mentioned Aaron Lynch but like you know he, you could you could do worse things than, than have a look at James Doerr or Aaron Douglas again who would have beaten me county panelists before because they were they were absolutely exceptional I know you talked about uh, Kieran Caulfield as well he was excellent and um, you know the inside forward line Mikey Cullen and Owen O'Connor as well um, were exceptional and have been exceptional all year for trim and then on the um on the old castle side of things and um, I thought Keen McPartland did well on Aaron Lynch um, for a lot of that game as well and um, you know and he, he had the unenviable task of play, of marking one of the best forwards in the county and you know Robbie Farley I know he's he, I, I thought he stood out as well for for old castle he won a lot of ball but I, obviously probably on the uh, uh, probably too far gone now for him to be well. Ke- yeah, Ke- Keen will be as well. Keen's Keen's even older than Robbie, I think, as well. So yeah, I thought he, yeah. I thought he was exceptionally. Lo- he's very young looking. And he does try and look good. Uh, he he likes the way he looks, Mickey. So uh, that's why he's defying all sort of logic and age. But but look, you know, I I, I think that like Andy was there. So all weekend he was there in in Park Tottenham much of these games, and you know. There are probably a couple of players that will get, you know, a chance with me. Like Aaron Lynch is so close to being top quality that if he can just refine a few little things in his performance, some of his passing, some of his movement, his runs, making room for other. He's a very selfless player. Um, 
But if he could just refine just a couple of little things in his game, he could be an outstanding forward for me soon. Yeah. Um, so good questions by the lads, uh, Brendan and Tom. I enjoyed those. Uh, next one from Paul Hennessy. And he said, Dumboyne ladies are a cheat code. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, look, mm. they're just... They're just class, you know, just class. And uh, yeah, you're right. When we were talking about um, potential uh, teams in, in, in Leinster and All-Ireland Club Championship, um, yeah, I think Dunboyne Ladies could be a team to to watch this year, definitely. Oren Begley said Dunboyne fans behind the goals were fairly quiet after the game. Ooh, um, they weren't like the Shamrock Rovers fans then, no, Davey? They, they were during it, <laughs> but uh, they weren't after it, no. Right, okay. Well, look, understandably, why would they be noisy after their team lost in the, in the county final? And uh, they would have went in there with huge aspirations of going on and winning that game. So, yeah, I'm sure they'd be disappointed. Like anybody who loses the county final would be disappointed. For sure. Harry Purcell just said James Toher. Yeah, like I said, like, Jesus, what a performance. Um, himself and Alan Douglas, but James Toher in particular, um, his, his speed of hands, his movement, his tackling... You know, oh, I was so impressed. And at one stage, he was surrounded by about four um, Old Castle players. They sended on him as he received the ball. And then all of a sudden, the ball was flicked out and it was in the hands of uh, one of his own teammates, maybe Kieran O'Rourke or something, and he was gone up the field. And the four Old Castle players were standing looking at him as if to say, what did you do with the ball? Where's the ball? His speed... Is the quick hands, you know, and he gets that obviously from the hurling or whatever, but just absolutely phenomenal. And his tackling, immense. Yeah, absolutely. Alan Brown next in, and this is the proof in the pudding, Mickey. Davy going against the tones in practically every round. <laughs> I, I said, do you know what? I held my hands up. I said, <laughs> absolutely. But I said, so did most people in the county. Not, so it wasn't just me. Yeah, well... Like just, we've we've already talked about it, you know, and they've beaten four of the big hitters in the championship. Three which, and the loss and the Drew Kells. Yeah, sorry, yeah, it's right. The, you know, so the bet three and Drew Kells. So, you know, they've done it the hard way, and you know, no complaints. Oh, absolutely absolutely. Trillion, yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. They did it the hard way. Kira Donahue just said Trim's tackling with an applause sign. Yeah. And I just thought that about the intensity of their tackling was phenomenal. Um, against Old Castle Carl Fleming said Pizzi Farrell shot stopping and kickouts on flames yeah he was Peter Farrell was class um, he, that, that opening uh, passage of play where he pulled off a double save was absolutely brilliant and then his kickouts and he just grew in confidence as the game went along and pulled off another couple of saves as well in the second half when Old Castle were trying to get you know get something and, and give them something to get back into the game he was excellent Sarah Ann Flynn, bit of tongue in cheek about this one, Mickey. She said the bit of tones I could see on the live stream with the hand across the face and the laughing face. Uh, Keen Ward was standout, really clever play. Yeah, um, well, look, class is permanent. We've talked about that, and we knew we know what he has in his armory and how clever a footballer he is. He's a very intelligent man and he's a very intelligent footballer. Um, but the the live stream, Davy, you took a bit of abuse about that online. Yeah, I, I wish uh, it was my responsibility, Mickey, but uh, unfortunately I just do a bit of the commentary. I have no input whatsoever into the live stream. From what I gathered from Colin Munwello, which was that the massive crowd at Park Talton actually affected the signal because there were so many people on their phones, etc. Whereas in the last three or four weeks, how long has they've been doing it? It hasn't been an issue at all. To be fair, it was only in the first half. After half time, it was flawless for the rest of the game. So people didn't miss too much in the second half. There was just bits in the first half. But um, any any column has let me know that any people that want to query it any further can contact him, uh, get in touch with him via Twitter. So he has dropped me a message on that. Yeah, the, at half time he sent out a few gophers to tell everybody in the terrace and in the stand to stop using their phones because they were affecting the Wi-Fi signal. It's like being on a plane <laughs> when you're taking off. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, last one, I think, is from the aforementioned Kieran Caulfield of Trim. And he just said, Trim are the goats of Mead football. Oh, do you know what I found funny? Um, you know, Balnebracki... Have been fairly quiet on on, on our uh, uh, loyal or on our um, Instagram interactive for the last few weeks, and 
It's making for a very interesting 2022 championship campaign. Oh, it's got to be the first round, doesn't it? Oh, look, it had. Do you know what? I've already called it. Group A of the Mead Senior Championship draw takes place and it will be first out in Group A will be Trim. Second out in Group A will be Balnebracki. Third out in Group A will be Navin O'Mahony's to bring in Kevin O'Reilly's Navin O'Mahony's into the uh, mix as well. But, like, I... Either way, we are going to be treated to some championship and some group draws in the championship next year, but we'll be talking about that at a later stage. But you know it. Balnebracki, Trim, Navin O'Matneys, two of those three will be yeah. in the same group without a shadow of a doubt. Well, yeah, the odds would suggest that as well. That's going to happen, you know. So uh, can't wait already, Mickey. I know it's a few months away yet, but uh, that is all from Instagram Interactive on our last weekend of Club Action in yeah. The county. Yeah, absolutely. And again, um, everybody, we want to push you towards a Loyal Royals podcast this week because, uh, as we said, we will have reviews of the senior, intermediate, junior and the ladies finals that took place on the weekend. And this week we will be doing our final Blackwater in team of the week, top scorer of the week and player of the week for the championship. It is our final one, David Rispin. And, you know, George and Patricia Plunkett over there have been absolutely brilliant. They've helped us to be able to bring this award and to bring the team of the week back to our listeners this year. And, you know, we want to thank them for their contribution and for sponsoring this this year, but it's been brilliant for us over the championship. It, it gives us an added incentive and gives us, you know, you said it on the podcast recently, it's probably our favorite one uh, of all the podcasts we do is picking that team of the week and trying to make sure that we make no mistakes. So we've had a, a full weekend of football and you know there's no hiding places we have to get this one right we have to make sure we get the, play, the players in the right positions no absolutely I, I i'm looking forward to it already looking forward to the presentations and, and we're going to miss it aren't we mickey you know for the winter months uh fingers crossed we'll be back in with george and patricia and uh, next year doing it again they've been brilliant sponsors the, the fact that they get it they love football as much as they do in there um, and the, the conversations we do go in you know the presentations take a couple of moments the interviews you know take a few minutes as well but we end up staying there usually for about an hour talking pure and utter dung about football with George and the players in question and you know no one's staying for the, the it's just that type of place you're, you're sort of you're involved in it and uh, it's, it's, just a, it's just it's an institution isn't it Mickey I've said this before yeah. about the Blackwater Inn and Gels it's an easy place to lose a few hours uh, uh, very quickly and, and your mind and your mind yeah but um, yeah look um, anybody out there who is in Kells or going through Kells or going to a celebration Kells we always reiterate and, and, and ask you to go in have a pint with George and Patricia they're great GEA people um, and they run a great pub over in, 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 in Kells and they've been a huge huge addition to the We Are Mead podcast and we want to thank them for their sponsorship and of course we'll be doing our last Blackwater in Kells team of the week top scorer of the week and player of the week uh, this coming week um, so do watch out for that uh, podcast and head on over to our Loyal Royals podcast for all of those um, interviews, reviews and of course the Blackwater and Kells team as we said already. Look, that's it from this episode of your We Are Mead podcast. Remember, We Are Mead why matters more.